It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver. And today we're going to talk about Kyle Kuzma's 2022 season. We're going to do a quick review and what, what the Wizards should um, consider with his future, whether they should extend or look to trade Kyle Kuzma. Also, Bradley Bill's interview with Taylor Rooks. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so today I'm doing a, and you can follow me on Twitter at E-D-T-Triple-O-F-O-A-Double-T. Today I'm doing a season review on Kyle Kuzma and giving him a grade. And then, of course, what his future should look like with or what it could look like, the options uh, coming up with Kyle Kuzma's future. He does have a player option after the 2023 season. So the Wizards do they have some decision making to make with Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma had a heck of a season. I'm going to come out already and just say I think he had an A plus grade for the for what we thought we were going to get from him in the trade with Montrez Harrell. And KCP, I thought Kyle Kuzma had a great season. He had 18 points per game. Looking at the raw numbers from basketball reference, he played in 66 games, that had 66 starts, starting all 66 games that he played, 17 points per game, eight and a half rebounds per game, which was which was a career high. He led the team in rebounding, shot 34% from three, which is which is solid. Um, and had three and a half assists per game. Now he did lead the Wizards in double doubles as well this year he was 29th in the league with double doubles he did have a triple double as well this year he led the team in free throw attempts this year as well bradley bill of course only played 44 games this year chris has only played about 20 25 games this year as well so you can take some of those numbers with a with a grain of salt but kyle kuzma was super clutch for the washington wizards this year he was second in the nba in clutch three-pointers made behind fred van vliet he made 17 clutch three-pointers this year I remember the one against the Cleveland Cavaliers. We hit a game winner when we were 10 and three. He also hit a clutch three against the a game winner against the Detroit Pistons. Uh, he also made a clutch three against the Bulls, even though we ended up losing that game against the Bulls. That was a super clutch three that Kyle Kuzma made. And then DeMar DeRozan hit the crazy shot. He also had a clutch block on Joel Embiid where we beat the Sixers in Philly. He did have a nice dunk on Joel Embiid as well. Kyle Kuzma hit clutch, clutch three after clutch three after clutch three. And that number showed that as well. Um, Kyle Kuzma had eight games with at least 25 points and 10 rebounds per game. I mean, he had eight games this season with at least 25 points and 10 rebounds. He did have a game where he had 27 points and 22 rebounds in a game. And the last player to have 20 points and 20 rebounds in a game in the Washington basketball franchise history was Chris Weber. And that was what about 20 years ago now. So that's a long time. So that shows how, how good, how good of games that Kyle Kuzma had. He had a huge impact excuse me, huge positive impact on the Washington Wizards this year. And he had a triple-double as well. Um, he had a game where he had eight threes against the Brooklyn Nets. We ended up losing that game. But in that stretch, he had two games back-to-back of having 30 points 
in both of those games. So each month, Kyle Kuzma got better. He said he was 6'10". It was, it was like a light bulb switch flipped on for Kyle Kuzma. In the beginning of the season, he was doing a lot of – he had a lot of finesse shots like floaters and just shooting threes. It was just a lot of – he was basically in a 3 and D role. Then his usage went up. He decided to get to the basket and get downhill and play with more physicality and realize that he was six foot ten. So you look at the month of December, he was averaging 13 points, six rebounds a game, and three assists in 12 games in December. Then you look at the month of January, he averaged 22 and a half points a game, 11 rebounds, and three assists in 13 games in January. And then in February, he averaged 21 points, eight, eight rebounds, and 4.3 assists in 11, in 11 games in the month of February. So each month, he improved. In March, he averaged 18.6 rebounds and six assists in nine games in March. So each month, Kyle Kuzma got got better and really improved. And I thought Kyle Kuzma did a good job of being a leader, a vocal leader. You listen to him on the TNT game where we beat the Brooklyn Nets, where he was telling Rui to shoot the ball. He was telling Denny to shoot the ball. I thought he did a great job of being a leader and not getting in the way of, develop, of the development of Rui and Denny. I thought he did a great job of playing with Rui and Denny. There was a stat that showed when those guys played in the line of how good defensively they were and their plus minus how good that was as well. Also, I thought he played really well next to Bradley Bill. They did. They had some games where they were looked really good, pick and pop, doing pick and pop plays and pick and roll. I thought they did a great job feeding off each other. The Chicago Bulls game, I know that was a loss, but when Bradley Bill was point was the point guard and Kyle Kuzma was playing that three and four, he was playing the small forward and, and point four position. I thought they played really well off of each other. I thought Kyle Kuzma played really well with Porzingis as, as well. Now, Bradley Bill and his presser during the middle of the year when he had the press conference after the trade deadline where he had the, the cast on his wrist, Bradley Bill did bring up of a lineup of Kyle Kuzma, Chris has Porzingis, and Daniel Gafford. And that lineup is an intriguing lineup. Now, it depends on the matchup of the other team, of course, but that lineup shows that the Wizards could impose their will on another team rather than adjusting to another team. Just thinking of a lineup of Kuz, Porzingis at the Kuz at the three, Porzingis at the four, and Gafford at the five. You think of what the Cleveland Cavaliers just did, where they had a huge lineup of Laurie Markinen at the three, Evan Mobley at the four, and Jared Allen at the five, where they imposed their will, and they played big ball, bully ball, where they had versatile bigs or versatile guys who are 6'10", 6'11", that could put the ball on the floor and shoot the three. And then they had an energizer, rim-running big, and a Daniel Gafford. So that's very intriguing to me. As well, so I thought Kyle Kuzma definitely played above expectations. You look at the double doubles, double doubles, some of the raw numbers, how he was able to put the ball on the floor. He was super clutch. There were times down the stretch when Bradley Bill was hurt, where it was just get out of the way and give Kyle Kuzma the basketball. So I thought Kyle Kuzma had an A plus season defensively. I thought he was solid. Some of the metrics and numbers show that he wasn't great defensively, but I thought the effort was definitely there, and he was he was very clutch for the Washington Wizards as well. So I thought Kyle Kuzma definitely played above expectations. So I do have some question marks about him moving forward. And then, of course, we're going to look at the contract situation. Um, But before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Truebill. I use Truebill all the time. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions. So you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helps save them over $100 million. Like Matthew B., who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $120 for the year on my SiriusXM bill, 
Save $840 a year on car insurance. Don't fall for a subscription scam. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now, truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Also, the ultimate mock draft starts June 16th with over 50 insiders. Nothing equals the ultimate NBA mock draft. The locked on NBA big board draft experts plus the Odyssey insiders. First pick is June 16th. Search ultimate NBA mock draft and follow now so you don't miss a pick. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so if if we're up to me, I would love to keep Kyle Kuzma. I think he's a piece that you if, – if the Wizards are a win-now mode, which is you know what they're pointing to with bringing back Bradley Bill, they, they feel like they're in a win-now mode. They want to make the playoffs. I think you keep a guy like a Kyle Kuzma. Um, I have brought up trade scenarios of Kyle Kuzma trading up to the fourth pick of the draft or possibly trading up to pick seven. Personally, I would not trade Kyle Kuzma just to move up to pick seven. I know you you most likely would get Benedict Mathurin, Matherin, or Dyson Daniels, but I think the only re- the only way I would really trade a Kyle, excuse me Kyle Kuzma is up to pick four because you know you're going to get an elite talent in Jaden Ivey. And the Kings were rumored, you know, they weren't rumored that they, they had legitimate interest in Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma said that he thought he was being traded to the Sacramento Kings. Uh, before in the press conference when he was traded to the Wizards, he said, oh, I thought I was going to the Kings. And the Kings GM has been known to have a lot of interest in a Kyle Kuzma. So if they ask, hey, we're going to take pick 10 of Kyle Kuzma, we'll give you pick four. The Wizards get Jaden Ivey. I'm all on board for that. But pick seven from the Blazers, you're only moving up three spots to get maybe a, a Benedict Matherin or a Dyson Daniels. I'm not in favor of that. I'd rather keep pick 10 and keep a Kyle Kuzma that can contribute now to the Wizards being successful. And Kyle Kuzma is a legitimate piece. They, Bradley, they, the Wizards feel that they have a legitimate three, not a big three, but a solid three with a Bradley Bill, with a, with a Kyle Kuzma, and with a Chris Haas Porzingis. I thought Kyle Kuzma played really well with Porzingis the few games that they did play together. Um, so I'm, I'm intrigued to see that. Now, contractually, you look at Kyle Kuzma's contract. You look it up on Track. I'm going to pull it up here. But right now he's making um, $13.5 million. Now he does have a team option. I'm sorry, not a team option, but he has a player option in the year of the, the season after this following year. He has a player option of – he's not making 13 and a half. He's making $13 million, which is a very favorable contract. And I looked up some guys, some comparable, some guys that play this, a similar small forward or four. I think Kyle Kuzma, he plays his best at the four. I think he has the best matchup because when he's playing against fours, if the four is somewhat of a, a stretch four, a big or of a big like a Bobby Porter's, Kyle Kuzma, he's fast enough to blow by guys and get to the basket, and he's fast enough to move his feet and defend uh, fours for the most part. You know, guys like Kelly Olynyk or Harrison Barnes. Now Harrison Barnes or Danilo Gallinari. I think Kyle Kuzma is faster enough to get past a Danilo Gallinari. He's fast enough to stay in front of a Danilo Gallinari. So. Um, Danilo Gallinari right now, he's making $20 million. I feel like Kyle Kuzma is in the same tier and the same class as a player than Gallinari. I think at times he's more, he had, he's more versatile. He can play, make more than some than a lot of these guys I'm going to name Kyle Kuzma. Like I said, he had a triple double. He had a couple games where he had 10 assists as well. Uh, Harrison Barnes. I think Kyle Kuzma scores and rebounds the ball 
just as well as Harrison Barnes. I think he's a better playmaker. Harrison Barnes is making $21 million. Gary Harris is making $21 million. Tim Tim Hardaway Jr. is making $18 million. Joe Harris from the Nets is making $18 million. Norman Powell is making $18 million. Duncan Robinson, who's a shooting guard, three-point specialist, he's making $18 million. Evan Fournier is a small forward. He's making $18 million. So I feel like Kyle Kuzma definitely will be in that range. Those are just some players that I'm naming because he has a player option in 2020, the 2023-24 season. So if the Wizards, they can, you know, the money that they want to offer, you know, we'll see. But are they willing to pay him an $18 million, $20 million? And I've seen a lot of people compare this contract situation to Adavis Bertans, where Adavis Bertans, his contract was coming up. And the Wizards ended up paying him $16 million. Another team was willing to match that as well. and give, they, they were willing to give him $16 million. So do you want to trade Kyle Kuzma before that contract comes up and get value for Kyle Kuzma? That's the question mark right there. I think if you're the value that you're getting for Kyle Kuzma, if you're not getting the fourth pick of the draft or p- packaging him for an all-star that's going to upgrade the roster, I don't see a reason to trade Kyle Kuzma. I'd rather ex- see if I can extend him and negotiate, and negotiate. Or if we go into that contract year, if he plays like this again, where he's averaging 17, 18 points a game and averaging eight and a half rebounds a game and hitting clutch shots where he's second in the league and clutch shots where he's leading the team in rebounds and getting 20 rebounds in a game, I think that's a guy that I'm willing to pay $20 million. Now, it is going to be tough because your Porzingis has a player option as well coming up after after this, this season. So you do have to consider looking at Rui and Denny. You know, what, are you, what decision are you going to make there? There is a log jam at the position. I do think Rui is the best playing at the four spot i think denny plays his best when he's really at the four spot to be honest and i think kuzma is at his best when he's playing at the four spot so it is somewhat of a predicament there that the wizards do have to make some tough decisions there is a log jam and then this draft there's a lot of you know they could pick a guy like a jeremy sohan they could pick a forward you know or ochai Baji. that may be a reach but if they pick him that's another three four guy that they're bringing in that could be a log jam there's not a lot of minutes to go around last year we had the problem of a log jam where guys were fighting for minutes and they ended up showcasing guys so it's a lot of question marks there but kyle kuzma is a vital piece kyle kuzma played on he had a heck of a season i thought he was the best player on the team last year pound for pound i thought he throughout the whole season porzingis was the best player for that last 15 game stretch but i think the whole season body of work Kyle Kuzma had the best season where he was able not to only score points, but he was able to rebound and impact the game in other ways and pass and get guys involved. I thought he did a great job of doing it, and he was clutch once again. He was super, super clutch. So Kyle Kuzma is definitely going to make north of, of $18 million after this year. Thirteen To have him, he's 26 years old. To have him on a $13 million, $13 million per year contract certainly is a steal. So I'm leaning towards keeping him rather than trading him, but I do understand the Wizards, if they want to maximize and get value for him before the contract comes up if they're not able to afford him since, you know, Brad Bill most likely is going to make a quarter of a billion dollars and Porzingis is making $30 million. So there's some decisions you got to make there as far as Kyle, as Kyle Kuzma. But the question marks for me is his usage rate did go up when Bradley Bill got injured in right before the trade deadline. How is he going to fit when Bradley Bill comes back and Porzingis comes back? Is his usage rate going to go, go down? Will his impact go down? Will he be forced into a 3 and D role? Kind of like when he was with LeBron and Anthony Davis, where he was just a 3 and D spot-up shooter. And he's more than that. I think he's way more talented, and he showcased that this year. I think Kyle Kuzma had a heck of a year. There was some – the month of February and March, if he played like that the whole season, he would have made the All-Star game, or he would have won the most improved player of the year. He definitely was in the running for that. And he did the Cherry Blossom um, poster, or him and Rui did that. So it is tough if they trade these guys 
when they just did the promo with the cherry blossom jerseys. But, it, you know, all that, it doesn't matter. It's just about winning games and doing what's best for the franchise. So I would love to see Kyle Kuzma come back. I have talked about trade scenarios with him, but I would love to see him come back. I'm a Kyle Kuzma fan and a supporter. I thought he had a, a great season. I thought he did a lot of good things on and off the court with the pink sweater as well. Um, but before we do get to Bradley Bill and his Taylor Rooks interview, I'm just going to talk about two quotes here that I thought stood out. Um, but before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so the the quote that I got to pull this up here, but the quote that stood out that was circulating on social media, the interview, he had an interview for context. He had an interview with Taylor Rooks, who is a reporter on Bleacher Report. Um, so he had, he did a, he sat down with an hour with her. They talked about Jason Tatum had a heartfelt message. Bradley Bill got emotional. You know, they are basically like brothers. They're both from St. Louis. They went to the same high school, Chaminade in St. Louis. Um, so that went viral. But um, here's here's one quote that stood out to me that it was circulated on Twitter. Some people got upset about that. Um, she asked him, you know, talking about free agents, you know, people want Bradley Bill. But wouldn't it wouldn't it be easier if people were wanting to come to D.C.? I'm paraphrasing here, paraphrasing here there. But basically, the simple question was what what makes Washington unattractive for free agents? That's what I got from the question from Taylor Rooks. And Bradley Bill said it's tough to get free agents here, quote, here for whatever reason that's kind of always been an achilles hill here so um one thing with free agents the question is yeah why why is dc an unattractive place why don't people want to come to dc the question the answer the quick answer is you know the wizards haven't been really good the one time the wizards looked like an attractive destination for free agents was probably when john wall hit the game winner against 2017 against the celtics and they were recruiting kevin durant really hard they had the cast space available kevin durant wouldn't even meet with the wizards that was just a gut punch. They hired um, Coach Atkins, who co- who was a trainer for Kevin Durant. They moved the facility to Southeast. They hired Scott Brooks. I mean, they put the full court press on Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant did not even sit down and have a meeting with the Washington Wizards. They recruited Al Horford. Al Horford said no. He ended up going to the Celtics. Um, one free agent that they did bring in, I guess this is a big name, but this guy was towards the end of his career is Paul Pierce. I call a game with the shot off the backboard. To take it back even further, Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas decided to come to the Wizards through free agency, but he did a coin flip. That's the one reason why he came to the Wizards. He did a coin flip. And then Tommy Shepard was excited about bringing in Spencer Dinwiddie as a free agent acquisition. We saw how that worked out. So the premise and the notion that you build build a team through attracting free agents is a flawed system, in my opinion. And you, it's not a knock on the Wizards. I know the front office hasn't done a A plus job, and I know the Wizards haven't won a lot of games or mid in the playoffs much ever since John Wall really got injured. So, a lot of free agents, a lot of guys are recruiting Bradley Bill rather than you know Bradley Bill getting guys to come here. Um, you look at other teams, 
you look at the Memphis Grizzlies. They're talking about the same thing. They're not going to get a big name free agent. They just had to draft well, and that's what the Wizards have to do. The Memphis Grizzlies, they drafted John Moran. They drafted Desmond Bain. They drafted Jaron Jackson. They drafted um, Zaire Williams has played well. They, Like I said, Dylan Brooks. They've just had a lot of good draft picks, and that's the way the Wizards can get better. That's the only way they're going to get better. You even look at the Celtics. They didn't get a bunch of free agents. Jalen Brown was the third pick of the draft. Jason Tatum was the third pick of the draft. Look at the Warriors. They didn't get a bunch of free agents. Steph Curry, they drafted him. Klay Thompson, they drafted him. They drafted Draymond Green in the second round. So the notion to think about attractive free agents, I think that's something that the Wizards, we're just going to have to get out of our heads. We're just going to have to build this team through the draft. And it is hard because you keep getting the ninth pick, the 10th pick, the 15th pick. So you're not really getting a franchise guy. So it is what you call basketball purgatory. You're kind of spinning your wheels. You're just in that middle spot. You're getting good players but you're not getting franchise players. And the guys that they have drafted have been solid players, but they're nowhere near all-star players. Where you look with the Wizards when they had those the the higher picks, John Wall was the first pick of the draft. Bradley Bill was the third pick of the draft. And guess what? That's when the Wizards hit their peak in the last decade. It wasn't by bringing in big-name free agents. Now, via trade as well is what Tommy Shepard has been good at. Um, I think he's done a great job of, of trading, making trades, for sure, but we're just not a team we're gonna where we're going to hey, we're gonna get a Kevin Durant. We're not like Miami, we're not like LA. Even though DC is a beautiful city, you got the political, you got the monument and the White House and all that stuff and the cherry blossoms, but it's not a warm climate city, it's not like a Los Angeles, it's not like a New York or Brooklyn. Even the Knicks, the Knicks don't get big name free agents. And they're they're a very they're a big time, big market. A lot of viewers in the Knicks don't get big name free agents. So it's not just the Wizards. And you look at the Knicks too, they haven't been good either. They haven't made good free agent or you know front office decisions draft, and they haven't drafted well either. They are they haven't drafted. I think the Wizards have drafted better than the Knicks, but the Knicks that just answers the question. And a long answer, and a long answer. We we got lucky with getting Gilbert Arenas. We got Paul Pierce. Those are really the only big name free agents that come to DC. And it's like that for a lot. Of, look at the Dallas Mavericks. They don't get big name free agents either. They had to draft a Luka Doncic. So look at where they are. You just have to draft well. And Ted, Ted says we will never, ever tank. So you just have to really find a diamond in the rough, which is what the Wizards are saying. Um, another quote that stood out to me, uh, Bradley Bill answered a question. He said, my biggest fear is that I walk away from the game without giving myself a chance to win. Um, he also said that uh, there was one quote, I got to find this as well, where he says that he wants to win. His decision is going to be based on winning. Um, and or he says, I'm going to be where I feel I can win. He says, um, I know what my decision quote, I know what my decision will be based off of, and that's going to be where I feel like I can win. That's going to be my decision. End quote. He talked about his family as well. You know, he, he is married, has come uh, with um, Kamaya Bill Adams or Kamaya Adams Bill. He has uh, two sons, he has another, another child on the way. So he has to think about his family as well. He also talked about, he said this on the Dream on podcast, Dream on Green podcast, that this is the first time that he is going through a legitimate free agency where he's not signing an extension. He does like that other teams want him, and he, he likes that the Wizards want him as well. Um, he's, it, it just shows that it's, it's, it's a, it's, he feels like that's a great showing, and it's an honor that teams want him. And he is going to listen to other teams. He is going to go through that. So that is a scary situation for the Wizards. And when he does say he wants to go to a team there where he wants to win, she asked him about the money as well, You know, talking about the money that he's going to get and winning. Going back to the Wizards, does that give him a situation where he's going to win a championship? That's a tough question there where the, the ceiling honestly is a sixth seed. So those are some questions though. That's, that's where he's got to answer this, this all season. So 
he wants to go where he feel that he want. He, I'm going to be where I feel I can win. So is that another team like the Miami Heat? Is that another team um, like the Portland Trailblazers? I think the Heat. If he goes to the Heat, they ha- he has a way better chance of winning because they just got to the Eastern Conference Finals. They were one shot away from getting to the NBA Finals. So if he really says he wants to go to a place where he feels like he can win a championship, then it would not be with the Wizards in all honestly. But he did say whether it's the Wizards or not, I'm going to compete his butt off wherever he goes. So if they can work some magic, I think he's what he's saying. He's putting some pressure on Tommy Shepard to win now and make moves, which they would have to trade and bring in a point guard or a better player or, you know, all-star caliber players or really good players around Bradley Bill. Or that, you know, and honestly, in this scenario, I think the, the scenario that could happen is that Bradley Bill signs this deal and then things don't work out this year. And then he could take a look and, and, and request a trade after this year. But all points are leaning that Bradley Bill is going to sign, re-sign with the Washington Wizards. So what I took from the interview is basically what he said in all the interviews. He said he, he always says, I want to go to a place where I'm going to win. Are the Wizards really the place where he's where he can win a championship? Most likely not. Um, looking at the rest of the NBA, the Celtics are just a better team. The Heat are a better team. There's num- numerous teams that are just better than the Washington Wizards at the moment. Um, but he's looking at that money, and it's a tough decision. He said, if you take a Twitter poll, 99% of people are going to take the money. So you take that answer for whatever it's with worth. Man, that's what I took from the Taylor Rooks interview. It's basically what he said on every podcast is that, you know, he loves being in D.C. He wants to go where he's going to win. But, of course, he's looking at that money as well. So, but you guys let me know what you guys think. I do have the Warriors winning again on Monday night. Steph Curry is incredible. He hit seven threes, 43 points, 10 rebounds. I mean, he, he's just generational. He really changed the game of basketball. So you guys let me know what you guys think. I have the Warriors winning in six. Of course, please submit your mailbag questions. The draft is coming up very, very soon. I can't wait. should be a lot of fun. I just want to make, thank you guys for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on NBA, from the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the NBA Finals. Locked on experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.